Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 100 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 154 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And thank God the show was live last night because the tape shows kind of irking me a little bit the energy was low especially during the final show of 2022 but things picked up nicely as we are on the road towards new year's evil going down next tuesday on usa as we kick things off with by far the best match from last night's show involving apollo cruz versus carmelo hayes and this match was excellent both men are so good agile cat quick in the ring we saw that with apollo cruz leapfrogging over carmelo hayes and landing and mr dropkick out of nowhere followed by Melo hitting a springboard crossbody on apollo cruz followed by a leg drop for good measure apollo recovers and lands a moonsault on the outside to Melo. as we go to a picture and picture commercial break we come back and trick williams distracts apollo long enough for carmelo to target the left knee with a chop block followed by a single leg crab submission attempt apollo fights out of that and rocks Melo with an enziguri followed by a series of lariats and a backstabber for two he goes up top and hits a superplex on Melo as well for another very close near fall both men trade kicks and strikes in the ring and Mello lands a nice diamond cutter on Cruz for a near fall. But Cruz comes through the top rope blockbuster for a near fall as well. Eventually, Trick Williams gets involved once again, distracts Apollo Cruz long enough for Mello to try to take the advantage. But instead, Apollo hits a jumping knee strike on Mello. Throws him up for military press. Goes for the moonsault, but he lands awkwardly on the injured knee, which allows Melo to drop him with the code breaker, followed by the top rope leg guillotine for the tainted victory, thanks to an assist from Truk Williams at ringside. But still a very strong matchup to kick off last night's NXT. And the action continues as Axiom wipes out Melo and Trick with the crossbody from the top rope and a gorgeous moonsault on the outside as well as it is Axiom versus Trick Williams, who's been giving him some trouble as of late. And this match was serviceable. Axiom is great. Trick has his moments he has a nice kick strike combination which i appreciate as you rocked axiom for a couple of close near falls but axiom is a grappler he's a technician he's a badass flyer when need be he locks in an arm breaker on trick but his length breaks the hold by getting to the ropes in the nick of time but mellow gets caught with a superman punch and the golden ratio shining wizard for the one two three after the match is over mellow and trick jump axiom from behind until Apollo Crews makes a save and I would not be opposed to seeing Apollo Crews and Axiom versus Trick and Mello next Tuesday for New Year's Evil on USA. Overall nice way to kick off the show two times over with the greatness of Axiom. Mello and Apollo Crews leading the way with the side of Trick Williams at ringside causing trouble for good measure. Next up is Dijak versus Stax and this match was all right as apparently Dijak kidnapped Stax last week and he beat his ass repeatedly in this interrogation room setting because he's the punisher he is going after hard justice on nxt and i love die jack 
But this Punisher light gimmick is not doing very much for me. But he's incredibly talented in the ring, so I can somewhat forgive this gimmick. But it's not winning me over at the moment. The Just for Men is doing a bit too much as well when it comes to the die job. But I still love die jack nonetheless. And Stax looked pretty good for a kidnapping victim that was beat up for a week. And it's all about die jack delivering those knee lift strikes. The back of Stax Lorenzo before slamming him aggressively on the mat for a near fall. Stax tries to make a comeback by charging into die jack in the corner. But Dijak hits him with a big boot for another close near fall. The Stax is pretty resilient, but ultimately is able to slingshot feast your eyes for the win as Dijak stands tall. But Tony D gets in Dijak's face and he actually is going to beat him up and clothesline him out of the ring and challenge him to a match next Tuesday at New Year's Eve where Dijak accepts and the matches a go next Tuesday at New Year's Eve. It's an interesting matchup in terms of style because Tony D, despite being a mobster on TV, is a very amateur-based wrestler and Dijak is a hybrid striker and a flyer. So we'll see how that dynamic works next week during New Year's Eve on USA. Next up is a lot of talking from Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and Jesse Jane as they are are going to dominate the NXT Women's Division this year, but going after the very top of the food chain and Roxanne Perez, current reigning defending NXT Women's Champion. Indy Hartwell comes out to talk a bit about how she's going to tear down this empire bit by bit. We have Wendy Chu, Cora Jade, Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark coming out talking about who's got the right to be the next NXT Women's Champion. I like Zoe Stark as a wrestler, but this hill turn has not done her any favors on the mic. It was rough. It was very very rough. In fact, the material all the ladies were given was pretty shitty, which led to a full-on battle royale in the ring. A lot of scrapping from the entire locker room until Roxanne Perez appears on the balcony to let them know that next week there will be a battle royal and New Year's Eve and the winner will face Roxanne for the NXT Women's Championship at Vengeance Day going down to the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday, February 4th. A big opportunity for somebody to break through next Tuesday and face Roxanne Perez on the road. In prime time is Charlotte, North Carolina. And for that, I am happy because we have not had a prime time NXT takeover adjacent show on the road since NXT Portland back in 2023 years ago. Pandemic times, y'all. It flies, but to have a prime time takeover on the road, even if it's adjacent, is a bless at the end of the day. Amen. And after that, the brawl keeps happening. We got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn in this fight at ringside. The Nick take their fight backstage in the parking lot, the most dangerous place in WWE. They go back inside by this production area and they're tussling. They're supposed to have this New Year's resolution extreme match of some sort. The sorcery of it all with Isla Dawn putting jinxes and hoaxes on Alba Fire and the brawl is fine. It's very physical. I like the grudge aspect of this feud, but things get a little bit ridiculous when we have them fighting on top of some stuff by the production area and we get the jump cut of Alba Fire shoving Isla Dawn off this platform and has to plunge onto some chairs, but it's a fucking edit because magically Isla lands on the chairs and we don't see this horrifying bump on concrete with chairs there not acting exactly as the best cushion. So from there, we have Alba Fire sit Isla Dawn in this office chair. It doesn't work for very long as she puts her in a wheelbarrow instead and she rolls her to the ringside area and this match is officially underway and it's 
pretty good for what it was. Zyla Don is going to get worked over by Alba Fire, who lands a gory bomb for a near fall. And the fight does go to ringside as Alba Fire is in control. As we go to a picture, picture commercial break, we come back and Zyla Don is briefly in control of things until Alba Fire introduces some tools, including a table. We got a toolbox. At one point, Zyla Don is going to try to break the hand of Alba Fire by smashing a hammer with her hand trapped in a toolbox, but Alba Fire fights out of that and she proceeds to whoop up on Aladon and eventually she places her on the table at ringside and Alba is going to go up top and it's supposed to be a senton to Aladon through the table, but Isla has this crazed look on her face as if she's going to put a spell on Alba Fire. Alba lands the senton perfectly, but the table does not break and ever the professional alba fire is going to call an audible and she's going to hit a gory bomb to aladon through the table get her back in the ring to pin her for the one two three to finally end this feud hopefully god willing because i am over all the hocus pocus even though aladon did not poison a referee on this particular evening i consider that a blessing at the end of the day all in all this is a pretty physical matchup the table did not break it first but it came through in the end to leave the crowd happy at the pc which is the most important aspect of all when it comes to table spots meaning something in terms of execution and how it can really add a little sum sum to a match when used appropriately, of course. Next up is Ora Mensa versus Big Body Javi Barnall. And this match was fine for what it was. Big Body Javi decides to attack Ora Mensa from behind to gain the unfair advantage early on. But Mensa fires up with a series of forearm strikes and he lines it off the top rope. He goes for a submission attempt followed by a Northern Lights suplex. And he has a spinning yoke kick in the corner to Barnall to pick up the win in pretty decisive fashion. I love Big Body Javi, but right now his role is to be gatekeeper to bigger stars in NXT. While finding time to antagonize Mackenzie Mitchell via their fun banter every Tuesday which pops me when the material is clicking in last night. Harvey was trying to hawk a Christmas album after Christmas was over because he is nothing more than a walking home shopping network advertisement. But I digress. Next up is Andre Chase versus Drew Gulak. And this match was a fun grappling battle. Andre Chase is very good. Drew Gulak is highly underrated. And this guy can go when given an opportunity. And last night we saw that via this matchup. And when Andre Chase goes for his C-H-A-S-E-U, was that spell chase you gulak feels some kind of way about that because he is a superior technician but andre chase has his moments about shining him but ultimately drew gulak is going to show some unsportsmanlike conduct by going for a cheap shot and it plays into gulak locking in the dragon sleeper has a cinched in on chase as chase taps out but gulak Holds on a wee bit too long, which really signifies this guy having a mean streak. And I am here for it. I recommend that my fellow wrestling mutuals go back in time to Elimination Chamber 2020 before the world stopped due to COVID and peep Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. It was a magnificent match. And Danielson took some crazy bumps that I did not approve of at the time. But it was beautiful, professional wrestling and that is a sample size of how great Gulak is and how great he can be on NXT if given an opportunity to shine on a regular basis. Next up is Kofi Kingston, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions versus Joe Gacy from the Schism. This match was really good as Kingston and Woods continue to bring out the best 
in NXT Upstarts trying to make it on this show and ultimately the main roster. But we get some early distractions courtesy of Ava Rain, who's going to crotch Kingston on the top rope. And that leads to a superplex spot by Gacy as Gacy continues to work over Kingston. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Kingston makes a great comeback as he goes through his signature offense, including the boom drop on Gacy. He goes for a trouble in paradise, but Kingston is going to have a counter of his own for a near fall. As Kofi climbs the rope, Schism looks to interfere again, but Kingston escapes at the last possible moment. The distraction does allow Gacy to hit Kingston with a right hand. Kofi goes down. But he quickly gets back up to fight. Woods gets up from commentary as he goes after the schism. But Kofi comes through with the flip dive on the outside. The wipes out with Prowler and Jagger Reed. And he gets back in the ring and Joe Gacy tries to take advantage. But both guys are trading offense for a bidding to Kofi. It's trouble in paradise on Gacy for the win. Big win for Kofi as he runs away very quickly from the schism. And I can see Fowler and Reed versus Kofi and Xavier Woods for the NXT Tag Team titles very, very soon. Could be a very fun matchup. The schism are growing on me. The gear's been upgraded. The merch is not bad. And Joe Gacy has proven that he can be a guy that can win over this crowd via his in-ring work. And now I no longer see Kevin Owen Light. I see Joe Gacy as a guy that could be a star in 2023 if the schism fully come together as a unit that I can kind of give a fuck about at the end of the day. And now it is time for our main event featuring the Grayson Waller Effect with special guest NXT champion Braun Breaker. And Grayson Waller's irritated that Breaker appreciates Grayson Waller's strategy a few weeks ago by using a plate to shield himself from a spear by Breaker who knocks himself out in the process and Breaker says you did good I'm impressed who am I to say that you weren't clever with that little plate I did that little play into Goldberg and Bret Hart way back when I appreciate the effort but let it be known that you're all about trends you want to go viral you want to go up top at war games and land an elbow drop. You want to fall off a ladder and set and deliver. You want to beat up Johnny Gagano from behind. You want to create all these moments, but they're fleeting. And hell, you might have a moment next week against me. And you might be the talk of the town, but when it's all said and done, I'll still be NXT champion because that's the Grayson Waller effect. Grace is offended by this. And then we go in the back of... You're only here because of your dad and you're a cheap imitation of your father, Rick Steiner. And that's why you're here today as an NXT champion. You're overrated. You're overhyped, blah, blah, blah. And Berger says, I've heard this all before. You're not going to rattle me. I'll see you next week. And then Grayson Waller continues to antagonize Breaker. And that leads to Braun punching Grayson Waller in the face, landing the Gorilla Press Slam and a flip dive on the outside to Grayson Waller and to Barra Page from... Logan Paul, let me grab the cell phone to capture me flying over the ropes to lay out Grayson Waller, drop the phone, post the title, boom. That's how you sell the match for the NXT title next Tuesday at New Year's Eve involving Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller. Could be a great match. Might be Grayson Waller's career-defining match next week. He won't win, I believe, but Breaker will continue this run as champion until possibly Vengeance Day we will face, most likely Mello for the title. Now that is a matchup I would love to see, but it's all up to HP. BK at the end of the day. I made that rhyme somehow, some way. As I put a bow on this week's NXT, the first of 2023 on USA, I thought this was a solid show. It was eventful, a nice go-home show before New Year's Evil. Next Tuesday, there should be a return or two on this show as we have a new burner account called NXT Anonymous spying on people backstage, including the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Katana Chance and Kayden Carter. And they might show up next week. And I know for a fact, Tiffany Stratton's in that promo for New Year's Evil. She will be 
back in the foe next week. Love to see it. She was one of my bright spots on NXT last year as she rapidly improved and got over that daddy's girl shit. And that made me very happy as I am ride or die. Tiffany Stratton, when she comes back, hopefully, possibly, maybe next week. And with that, this wraps up episode number 100 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and our Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows. The drop in the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT, followed by the Sweden Sessions every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do. Search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 94 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.